Reflections on the death of a Paul legend. Keep in mind that these rambles are a few weeks old. So I've had a rough couple of weeks. I remember thinking, like a little while back, maybe two, three months ago, like, man, I feel like I haven't gotten any major drama. Like, I wonder how I would handle that. What if I just yelled the N-word on a stream one day? How would I handle that situation happening? I wonder if I'll ever get into some major drama, and I wonder how I'll handle it. And then just, <laughs> last couple of weeks, it's like, there you go. <laughs> I talk about the Apollo thing. It may surprise, so, okay, for those who don't know the story, I, I made a video about it, but it was a very quick one that I thought was just going to be unlisted. Uh, I'm not going to rehash all the details, but basically, uh, a dude named Apollo Legends was once a big-time speedrun content creator. Hadn't made a lot of videos over the last couple of years, but they committed suicide recently, like a couple of days ago. Apollo made a video before he took his life explaining that he was going to do it and why. Um, in the video, despite proclaiming that it had nothing to do with any sort of silly online drama or anything like that, in the description, presumably written after he uploaded the video, he said that me and Easyscape gave him the push needed to end his life. Now you might think that me being a somewhat emotional guy sometimes, uh, that I'd feel guilt, or I would have felt extraordinarily sad or something, but I didn't. I felt sad in the same way that I feel sad whenever any stranger commits suicide. Because I just roll over in my head the life that person probably led, the variables that could have been different, that they would still be there. You know, my, any of us could have had that fate where we could have been born in those environments or with those genetics or something that would lead to that kind of conclusion. Like, we all get very fortunate if we find ourselves in a, in a good environment. Not everyone is blessed in that way. And, and reading some of Apollo talking about his, his, his life or whatever and the suffering that he's experienced, you, you can't help but feel bad for the guy or anyone who would go through that kind of stuff. But I didn't for a moment feel guilty. And it and should be pretty obvious why. It's like if you investigate fraud at a company and you find people embezzling millions of dollars and you bring this to light and then that person kills themselves because of a loss of status or something. The first question you would ask is, would the world be a better place if that investigation had never taken place? Like if the, the act that resulted in, in the, the conclusion um, would the world be a better place if we just, for example, just never investigated fraud? The obvious answer is no. But for example, in a case where, let's say, people bully a child, a, a teenager at school and that person kills themselves, you would look, in the, look at that situation and go, would the world be a better place without that kind of bullying? Obviously, yes. And therefore, you can see, uh, you, can, you can conclude there's some culpability in that conclusion with the people who bullied that person, right? In my case, a pole legend was and still is a stranger to me. I've never met them. I've never talked to them in any meaningful capacity. I've been tangentially involved with him twice in my entire life. The first time was calling him out for misinformation. Now going back to what I said before, would the world be a better place if people were not called out when they spread misinformation? Obviously no. That, that, that is a, there's a thing in life that should exist and is a benefit to everyone for existing. The second time we got involved was when he called me out for doing something that he considered to be wrong. But it was, again, based on false information, misinformation. Now, again, would the world be a better place if people were able to accuse people of things based on misinformation and they would never get any pushback from it? Again, no. Both my actions in regards to Apollo, I would have done to anyone in the exact same way at any time in my life. And the general thrust of what I did is a benefit to society 
and everyone in general. And the world would be a worse place if they didn't exist. Therefore, it's very hard for me to um, consider myself to any way blame for Apollo ending his life. But more than this, given that this happened six months ago, very much so indicates that if my actions were a sufficient push for him to end his life, it would have happened six months ago. The lull of six months there clearly indicates that I did not have a significant causal link in that regard. But I could, it could be said that things I did caused Apollo to lose status online. But of course, the astute of you will realize that ultimately what caused Apollo's lack of uh, loss of status online wasn't me, but the actions Apollo took. Using my example of fraud from way back, it wasn't the investigation and the finding of the subsequent fraud that led to the person killing themselves in that example. It was the fraud being committed at all. The only reason people could be critical of me is if they believed that the things that I was critical of, of Apollo for uh, was faulty, was, was based on nothing, which is clearly not the case. It is also very hard to conclude that I somehow bullied the man or sought to make his life worse in some meaningful capacity. I, I only mentioned him twice in two years. And the second time was only because he mentioned me. Hearing about um, Apollo's other stuff going on in his life, his mental, physical issues, the pain he was in, getting in and out of hospital and stuff, not being able to fix these issues. I didn't, I didn't read it too closely. I, I, I couldn't bear to watch his suicide note, but this is just stuff that people tell me about that's in there. These, it, clearly he indicated that he did not lead a good life and he suffered. It's clearly obvious that such things were far more impactful than anything I did or did not do. What made me more sad about this entire situation is again just reflecting on the unfairness of life and how some people are put into these situations. The terrible reality that some people would rather end their lives than, than live the, the life that they have. No one's deserving of that fate, right? And just thinking on that always depresses me. But also again, reflecting on Wreckful always makes me depressed. What's worse in this case, like, Easyscape may have a harder time with this than I am. While obviously, in no way, shape, or form is Easyscape in any way culpable, or even, even really involved in um, Apollo's um, death, that Easyscape was mentioned as well, and Easyscape, I believe, knew Apollo more than I did. Like, he actually knew him as a human being, rather than just a an entity on the internet. They had more involvement together over the years. So Apollo was more of a, a, a person. So I'm worried that Easyscape, uh, well, according to Twitter, he isn't taking as well as, as I am. And um, that's very sad. I sent him a message, but he didn't respond. It's going to be anyone's guess how Easyscape's going to get over this or what his ultimate conclusions are going to be. In it. It's a terrible thing, you know. Easyscape also made a longer video closer to this whole incident. I mean, even if that's true, he's still not to blame. But yeah, certainly this is the most negativity I've felt over such short a period of time. While obviously the support in general has been overwhelming, there are always going to be some people who, you know, just don't like me and want to bait, or want to bait reactions or something, or just piss people off and stuff, and that kind of stuff, you can't help but notice. Like sometimes you want to, you want to question if you've, uh, if you're skewing things in some bias to make yourself feel better or whatever. Um, so it's always good to look to um, people who aren't necessarily biased in your favor 
to, to you look to what they're concluding to see if there, maybe there's some other way of looking at things. And I, someone sent me a video from the quartering, and he called me a um, fart sniffing douchebag or something. But then he concluded and said, "You are clearly Dark Viper isn't to blame at all for this." And I'm like, "Well, there you go. Someone who I have no respect for and who has no respect for me uh, also concludes the same thing that I do on on far less information." So I, I, I can't see how I'm being biased in my assessment of this matter. <laughs> Though there was that funny thing. For those who are unaware, there is a, um, a notification thing in the YouTube Studio app on your mobile phone where it will show you all the big content creators who have commented on any of your videos. Like, for example, when Dream commented on one of my videos, that's how I noticed, because obviously it would just get lost in the normal sea of comments, but because it comes up on that notification, I noticed. On the video I made with Apo about Apollo and his passing, this content creator with 250,000 subscribers writes a comment like, White nationalists aren't the same as neo-Nazis. Oh, this cancel culture is out of control, blah. I'm just like, that's, that's your takeaway from that video, my dude? The guy just died and like, I, and I'm like, who, who, and th this guy then deletes his comment. And so all I have in the notifications is just the preview, like the first two lines. And I'm like, who the fuck is this content creator writing this kind of shit? And so I, I click through and it's like Trump supporter central. Biden stole the election from Lord Trump. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm like, well, what, what else did I expect? But it was very funny. It, 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 the reason why this is funny is just because... Big content creators, not all of them seem to know this notification thing exists. And 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 they don't know that the previews are kept even after you delete comments. But uh, I find that very funny. I am now using metal straws. So I have metal straws now, guys. Every time I use one, I think I'm going to crack my teeth or something. I use knives and forks, or I've used them throughout my life, and never be concerned about putting that metal in my mouth. Why am I so concerned about a metal straw? No, I'm not concerned about the turtles necessarily. It's that uh, because it's metal, you assume that it, it it's, it's colder, right, and cleaner than the plastic. Especially because I use like I don't I don't use a straw once. I use a straw like fifty-seven thousand times, and I just, I just figure the metal would be better with for that purpose. How's metal cleaner? I don't know. I just it just I just assume if you use a metal straw, the drink will get room temperature faster. Really? Okay, so can we make a poll for people to tell me if I should use a metal or plastic straw? Or you can just use your mouth to drink? Um, on stream, no. 78% voted for metal? I'm really surprised. Did you, did they give the option for plastic? I will follow what you desire, chat. Fearing to meet content creators that you respect. Did you look the new Summoning Salt bit? The nanosecond a Summoning Salt video comes out, I watch it. The nanosecond. I never want to formally interact with Summoning Salt for as long as I live. I never want to do that. Because if he doesn't like me, it will make me sad. And I'd rather just never have an answer to that question. Because I really like his content. It's just such a positive celebration of what speedrunning is. That it's just so respectable and I love it. And if he doesn't like me, for whatever reason, I'm just going to be like, oh. Oh. <laughs> Accidentally causing an artist to get hated. So basically the story was that 
on one of my Oko runs, I commented, man, this song I've heard so many times while I've died or just before I have died. And the reason why this particular song had been in so many situations like that is because it was such an old song in my playlist. And then moments later I died and I'm like, I fucking called it, man, it's the song. And so I deleted the song out of my playlist. But then on Twitter, I got a message from both the artist and some other guy being like, everyone was commenting like they fucking hate my song and it sucks or whatever. And I was just so confused. <laughs> Franklin being roasted by Lamar memes. Do I enjoy the Franklin roast memes? Fuck no. Oh my God, do I hate those fucking memes. I guess it's mainly because people just kept sending them to me. Like every single fucking variation. You know that like, what's that meme of um the guy who has a wallet full of pictures of his kids and he's just like, hey, you want to see pictures of my kids? And you're just like, no, come on. It's just so adorable. Look at the pictures. Just roll whole row of protests. No, please leave me alone. And just bashing you in the face with the fucking pictures. And that's kind of how it was with those fucking memes. Just, they would not go away. Just bashing me in the face wherever I went. But I guess people don't have pictures in their wallets anymore, they have pictures in their phones, but you get the idea, okay? Back in my day, people actually carried around pictures of their children. They didn't have them in their newfangled mobile devices. Just to clarify, obviously different expressions of the meme can be funny and interesting. Certainly those made by Murfish are very good and represent talents, but the amount that people would send them to me, every single time any of them got popular, that's all I would see for the next couple of days. It was not an enjoyable experience. Rockstar's lack of dedicated servers. Yeah, I did watch um, the um, Some Ordinary Gamer video on GT Online and I, um, of course I agree with it. And so many times it's absolutely disgusting that a company of the level of success of Rockstar doesn't have dedicated servers. It's, it's mind boggling. Given how long the game has been out and so how understood it is by the hacker community, you, you can't, get by with peer-to-peer -peer. like I just don't understand how in the boardroom they're not like surely our peer-to-peer -peer system given how many hackers exist is driving away customers surely if we had better server infrastructure we'd get more money I cannot believe for a second that Rockstar would not get more money if they had actual service I do not believe that even this late in the game cycle that they wouldn't gain and maintain a player base if there wasn't hacking garbage. I can only assume that either they're all dumb, like every single person at fucking company is dense as fuck, or it's harder than I think it is. That for some reason, it's baked in that they can't change the servers or whatever, or the, the lack of servers or whatever. It's like it's also baked in, they basically have to build the game from the ground up. I don't know, but that's why I'm hoping that the expanded enhanced version when they separate online and GT5, will come with servers. That the game has survived this long and is still this profitable surely indicates that if they made servers for it, they'd be able to maintain a player base better. The R word. My opinion on the R word. Um, I do not cringe when I hear it, but I don't say it myself. Because um, the word itself means to slow, to degrade progress. Its association with mental impairments is not its only usage, but certainly given that Twitch clearly doesn't like the word and that people have a problem with it being used, uh, that is the main thing that inspires me to not use it, as opposed to any belief that actually harms anyone in its usage. For example, there's a song about soda popping 
that was released by Constera that uses that word like a bajillion times. And I have no problem with that. And I've listened to the song like a hundred times. Constantly worrying about how my stream footage will look when it's made into a YouTube video. Yes, I've woken up the last two days with a, a bit of a scratchy throat. We need to drink water like the moment I've woken up and uh, I sound weird in my ears. I'm hoping it's not so bad that when I edit this or whatever, I'll be like, oh my God, man. See, it's, it's poisoning my, my brain. All I'm thinking about is how is this going to look in the video? I never had these thoughts before I got this close to succeeding. Now that I know I'm like a moment from success, all that preoccupies my mind is, oh man, how's this gonna look in the YouTube video? Is this gonna be the YouTube video? Oh, if I say this, it's gonna be look weird in the YouTube video. I fucking hate it. It's distracting. Exactly, I gotta just not worry about it and play. Exactly. I have changed my compressor a little bit, making it uh, activate earlier than it used to. Because I would um uh, peak sometimes. Um, or or I'm, I'm too much hitting the limiter. Do I notice having more viewers than usual? How do you feel about peaking around 6k viewers the other day? It doesn't feel different than normal. To put it another way, would being in a room doing a speech in front of 20 people be different to you than doing it in front of 30 people? That's about the same difference from my, from other streams I've done. You wouldn't even notice the difference. You'd have to sit there and actually count them. Nothing that I do greatly changes depending upon how many viewers I have. I do the same thing. I mean, I might feel a little bit worse when I let people down, or uh, I recognize it's harder to follow chat and stuff, but probably the worst part is uh, being unable to catch up easily with the subs and donors and stuff. Because people are being generous towards me and I'm unable to thank them easily, you know? The popularity of mobile gaming. Do I play mobile games? No. The last mobile game that I played, I don't know. I mean, I played Lords Mobile for that time back in the day, but I mean, I'm not really a fan of mobile games. Although I hear like half the revenue generated from gaming comes from mobile games these days, which doesn't surprise me. I wonder what countries give the most percentage, because obviously in China and India, um, which have by far the most people, their main access to the internet and, and, and technology and stuff comes through mobile phones. But obviously they'd have less money to spend per person. Yeah, I, I have to admit that I am out of touch when it comes to mobile gaming. I just am. I'm home all the time. I have no need for mobile gaming. I still use my smartphone and uh, iPad quite a bit. The annoyance of there being too many streaming websites. You guys know this anime, Konosuke or something? It's an isekai that's meant to satirize other isekais or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Konosuba, that might be it. Yeah. It doesn't exist in my country on either Netflix or Crunchyroll. And so I can't watch it. I just can't be fucked. If it isn't one of those two things, I'm just like, oh, well, fuck, I'll watch something else. I would just VPN myself, but I haven't bothered to put my VPN on my phone or my iPad. I really should. Maybe I will eventually. I just VPN myself to America or whatever. I'm sure it would be on one of those two there. The mind-boggling numbers that some streamers are getting these days. Yesterday, uh, I tuned into Mizkif's stream, just because I had nothing to watch, and he had 15k viewers, and he mentioned that XQC had 120,000, playing Rust. 
And I'm like, that's insane. So I tune into the stream. It's just him and two other guys hunting a dude, like, up some tower. I guess I just don't understand Rust. I didn't understand the appeal. Like, I don't see XQC as a bad streamer or something, right? Seems like a perfectly fine dude who makes perfectly fine content. It's just when you hear 120,000 people are watching someone play Rust, that's just crazy numbers, right? That you almost think, like, it doesn't matter how good the content is, 120,000 people watching is kind of crazy. It's just some guy sitting in his room playing a video game. Like, you remember when, like, 15k viewers was, like, the peak of live streaming. But now it just seems the sky is the limit. It's just 120k was, like, what a high production tournament with the best players in the world. That's that, the kind of numbers that those would get, you know? And now it can just be gotten by some guy. If I ever got 120k viewers, would I be happy or sad? Well, obviously happy, but I mean, as I say, I've already hit that point where my ability to get to know my viewers is gone. And that is sad. But probably for the best, really. I mean, I suppose if I do editing streams and stuff, things are a little bit different. Like, I got a message yesterday from one of my viewers who used to be here all the time back in the day. And, like, I recognized his name immediately and da-da-da. Like, I'm... It's harder to do that these days. Especially me being a person without friends. Like, it was, uh... It was nice to know, know people a little bit more than just their usernames. I wonder what kind of numbers live streamers get in other countries, like non-native speakers or whatever, the, the, the English, I mean like a Chinese uh, live streamers. They have their own live streaming platforms, they don't use Twitch. So I'm curious what kind of numbers they get, like how big live streaming is in China. Live streaming going to restaurants. It's an Argentine streamer that gets 20k people to watch him eat rice. So what you're saying is I should start eating rice. Not a huge rice fan, but it is a sacrifice I am willing to make. Honestly though, I have actually had fried rice that is pretty good. But I have found that it's actually hard to find good fried rice. Or at least fried rice that I'll like. I wonder if there is a live streamer who feels so little shame, or at least is so indifferent to other people looking upon them, that they go to restaurants with their chat. They go to a restaurant, like a, a full fancy restaurant, five star, whatever, and they set their phone up across for themselves and talk to the phone. I just want to see that interaction. Or like a an up-themselves waiter. Does your date want anything as well? <laughs> Chat, do you want some wine? <laughs> I mean, surely someone must do that. I've certainly seen clips of people being in like you know, shitty diners or something, um, with their chat, but... <laughs> chat one for wine, two for water. That's funny. You guys remember when Mr. Beast made that video where, like, he went to a restaurant and he, ha and he had edible gold? Like, he paid, like, a hundred grand for a meal at this restaurant or whatever? You seen that video? That's fucking nutty. Demonstrating my popularity. I think I'm at the point, if I made a video of me sneezing, I think it would get 40k views. Wait a second, I do have a video of me sneezing. There's a, there's a, clip, of, there's a clip of me sneezing on my clips channel. How many views does that have? I think I called it when your sneeze is too strong. 35k? Yeah, see, told ya. And it's only been out for a couple of days. <laughs> Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best. Thank you.